Hi, welcome to the Flow of Life podcast. I am Elena Carrizosa. In the episode today is going to be a Q&A from the previous episode regarding our survival mode. So these are questions that have come to me from people that have listened to the podcast and had further questions about it. So the three questions that I'm going to talk about today are what's the difference between a survival pattern and fear? The other question was what are typical survival mode patterns? And lastly, how to identify which potential pattern I may have running in the undercurrents. And after I answer these questions, I will finish with a quote. Now I'm going to finish all my episodes with a quote as I am a fan. I've always been a fan and I collect quotes like a crazy person. <laughs> so I'm going to end this episode with a nice quote. Let's start with the first question. What's the difference between a survival pattern and fear? Well, fear is an emotion and survival patterns are like methods we have developed to manage or to lessen this fear. So it's, and it's a fear that has been activated by a situation that we perceived as unmanageable or painful in some way or where there is a perceived threat. So we can say that fear is the cause and the fuel for your survival patterns, for them being created. So not addressing this fear just perpetuates the sense that you are not safe. And so we create these patterns in order to cope and to give us a sense of safety and safety. What happens is that it becomes the illusion of safety because the stress is still there. So that's why it's the illusion of safety underneath at a subconscious level. We still don't feel safe and we are in constant contraction of our body, our muscles, or we are stressed or we are anxious constantly. And that's how we know we are in the illusion of safety. I mean, it's important to, to say this. As I mentioned before, we are amazing creatures and there's nothing to be angry about ourselves about creating this on the contrary we it's it's great we're doing a great job <laughs> to cope with these things because we've never been taught how to deal with stress with anxious what does survival mode means to understand that we live in a, that one of the important things for us one of the main important things for us humans is survival so what i want to say is that we are actually very skillful and because we are so skillful we develop these patterns to to help us navigate our emotional pain or perhaps some unresolved emotional trauma so over time our mind and our body becomes focused on combating danger or perceived danger in this case and some of these fears are very obvious and some of these fears are like i mentioned before they're kind of a they are very hidden in our subconscious so they are there but we are not completely aware of them and this can be the fear of losing things or losing someone and uh, not being lovable the fear of failure or success the fear of rejection or abandonment the fear of finding the evidence for whatever negative belief you have about yourself so you block situations connected to that situation it can be also fear of your brilliance and your amazingness this one is actually more common than we think of because we are afraid of people 
rejecting us if we show all our potential or our light and all our brilliance. So the second question was, what are typical survival mode patterns? So let's explore a little bit survival mode. Any situation that makes us feel stressful cause a physiological and psychological response called our survival mode or also called the fight, flight or freeze. Survival mode operates on a scale from really critical to an undercurrent, to a silent undercurrent. And so it runs unnoticeable unless we examine closely our outcomes versus our actions and choices. So it helps when we learn that when we are in constant fight, flight or freeze, we start developing these patterns to help us survive, to help us cope. I'll start mentioning just a few patterns from fighting the flight and the freeze and then other patterns. I'm not going to be able to mention all of them um, because then this episode will be much, much longer, but I'll just mention a few just to give you a brief idea. So when we are in fighting mode, we tend to become very reactive to people and to situations instead of mindfully taking action, which is very different action to reaction. And it takes a mindful moment to assess the situation and assess what our response. We sense a constant attack from people and life. So we experience a lot of anger, frustrations, and we tend to react aggressively sometimes. And when I say aggressively, I mean, I don't mean necessarily physically aggressively. It can be an aggression with our words, with our energy when we talk to the person, with our uh, responses that are not taken into account the other person, but it's just to defend ourselves. We also tend to judge and criticize everything and everyone constantly. So this is a lot of energy. It's a fighting, it's a fighting energy when we just judge and criticize. And when this is done constantly, it's actually very exhausting for our body, creates really negative energy towards ourselves and others. But we'll explore that in another episode. Now for the flight response is is when we tend to avoid everything that we avoid. So here's when we procrastinate constantly and it becomes a problem for us. We avoid making our boundaries clear and be respected because we avoid confrontation. So we just flight, we just go away. We tend to avoid uh, confrontation constantly, even if it's causing a negative outcome. When you struggle to calmly and objectively analyze the situation to find solutions or to see what is the lesson there for you. It's harder to discern what's going on so then the person just tends to avoid and deny everything altogether because it doesn't want to see. Now on the freeze mode, it can be also related kind of to procrastination, I feel, when we feel frozen to take action and then we have the sensation of freeze, being freezed. So when there is a situation where we are very unhappy or is harmful for us and we just freeze, we cannot seem to take action to change it, action to take ourselves out of it, action to voice what's going on, that kind of thing as well, which is freeze. And I also thought about when we get mental creative blockages 
when they happen constantly, of course, sometimes it can happen because you're tired or whatever reason. But when it, this happens kind of constantly and perhaps because mostly towards situations or people that seem a little bit stressful and we just have a mental blockage that we just say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That is freeze. That you are in a survival mode of freeze. And now I'm going to mention some other patterns or cues that are less noticeable and it's about that undercurrent survival mode pattern or survival mode state that we put ourselves in. So the other patterns can be, it's harder to concentrate for us, to focus, also to listen to others. Our sleep is disrupted quite constantly. And here, sometimes when, let's say, I tend to sleep very well, but if, let's say, one night I, I stay awake, I don't sleep very well, I, I tend to sit down and, and try to ask because there's oftentimes there is a situation, no matter how small, there is a situation that is at the back of my mind that feels uncomfortable or a little bit stressful, it doesn't have to be too serious, and then we don't sleep well. But then if you don't sleep at all, then there's definitely something to address there and it will be good for your health because we need to sleep have a look at that the other patterns can be changes in your memory also you keep yourself small in some areas of your life because obviously there's a threat if you show up in a more noticeable way as well your body and mind will feel more tired for no apparent reason you make decisions based on fear. So later, these this results tend to be not satisfactory for you or they tend to go wrong in some way. They end up badly. And then when you trace it back, always try to trace it back, you will notice that you've made the decision based on fear, like that one has happened to me as well. So whenever I trace it back, I realize and understand why the situation went wrong. <laughs> Um, another one that is very important is that we easily get ill uh, or we have constant body aches. And this is because cost the constant release of cortisol, which is the fear hormone. But when it's releasing too many much quantities and the, we don't use it, we don't release it, we don't release it, then it creates over time inflammation in our body. And that's why we get ill. So that's why when you see animals, that is fascinating. There's some animals that when they get into a stressful situation, as soon as the threat is gone, let's say the, the predator is gone, this animal trembles. I don't know if you've seen it, it's, it's beautiful. It trembles for a few minutes because it, it needs to release all this cortisol. It's like it's just a natural instinct that they have. They need to release it. But then as humans, imagine we are having these stressful situations constantly we are not moving because the exercise of moving releases this, this cortisol, you know, the body, because that's what it's used for. We, we notice, our body notices the cortisol, so then we can run. And that adrenaline comes in, comes in as well, so we can run for our safety. But because the things that we perceive a threat has nothing to do with running, they are all situations, a fight with someone, something stressful for work then this over time is what creates inflammation in our body. We're not releasing this cortisol. So one of the things that you can do is when you have a stressful situation or something, you can jump on the same place that you are. Just jump very quickly, very quickly for a few minutes to release it. 
that's why we hear often that going to the gym is so good to release stress because you're using this cortisol that is not getting stored in your body creating inflammation another pattern is well if you're afraid of failure and success this is when you start to self-sabotage yourself as you try consciously and most importantly subconsciously to do everything to avoid either of them to success or to fail so perhaps you tend to remain stagnant within circumstances or in your life even if you're not happy with them or you avoid challenging situations or you avoid changes even small ones this gives you the illusion of safety so even if you're unhappy with your life or certain circumstances in it you will remain there as this becomes kind of your safe zone your comfort zone There is another pattern that I found in a quote. The quote is, feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response and fear-based distraction from what you'd be forced to acknowledge and feel if you slowed down. And the last question was, how can we help identify which potential patterns I may have running in the undercurrents? It helps to explore Sometimes the patterns we repeat daily. I think I answered most of this question with the patterns, the survival mode patterns. So, um, so that's also why you can discover it. But with this survival mode as an undercurrent, it's not very easy to spot. However, learning about its existence, as you are listening in this episode, will already create a sense of inquiry for your subconscious brain. So this is an, a good exercise to do. It's important to talk to our subconscious and it has great benefits. We can let it know that we're looking for a particular information. And here I'm going to connect it with our intuition because our intuition knows everything that we have stored in our subconscious has full access. So we can ask and talk to our intuition. We set up the intention. Intention is very powerful. We'll learn in another episode about this. So we set up the intention and to ask to our intuition to please help us reveal all these survival patterns that are not helping us and that are not in alignment with the idea that we want for our lives moving forward. So to identify also these undercurrent survival mode patterns, it requires a lot of self-awareness. This is something that you can develop and you can take the time to do a 360 assessment of your life or situations. And from there, you can start spotting the repetitive patterns on those situations or undesirable situations that will be easier to assess. What is it that you are procrastinating and how much this is affecting you? You can observe the emotions that bring unpleasant memories or fears that are attached to those circumstances you're not happy about or that you know that you're covering and do not want to address. It's better to address them because they are themselves creating silently these patterns and then you don't know why you react in the same way or why you took that decision and it's because these things that we are not addressing are deciding for us, basically. So another exercise is name the fear. Like I always say, shame it, put it on the table. Let's, let's observe it. Let's talk with it. Because when you put it there, when you see it, it loses its power, at least half of its power. And every time I work with my clients, it has the same effect. As soon as we see the fear, most of the times they go like, oh, 
well, it doesn't sound that scary. Or maybe they they feel like, yeah, okay, it's a bit scary, but once we start talking about how to work around it and what's really happening, then suddenly that fear loses a lot of its power over you. This is also important that there's nothing to be ashamed of by exploring these fears. I've also seen many people, including myself, not wanting to admit that I was afraid of something particular because it felt like shameful. How am I going to be afraid of that? But we need to remember every time, bring yourself back to the idea that most of these fears, they were created when you were little. So, of course, as an adult, they're going to seem like uh, unbelievable that this is a fear, but it was just created decades ago. So it's okay, nothing to be ashamed of. It was just your little you not knowing what to do at that moment and it felt fear. As I mentioned before, one thing that you can start really paying attention is to stop making decisions based on fear. Because again, I've did that exercise with myself and every time I could see those situations that went wrong or that after I was not happy with, I made those decisions based on fear. And that was an incredible insight, a kind of a hard moment. So be mindful when you're, when you're going to make a decision that you then do it with your intuition. Use your intuition, use your values, use things that are more in alignment with you, that are more towards and connected to your truth. We distrust that there is a, a better plan for us, for our lives. Fear is helpful, but in most of our situations, it's the perception of um, a perceived threat that creates a false fear. Let's put it this way. And then another thing is to create that safe environment for yourself so you can make those decisions and take action and not a reaction. But create a safe space for you. How will that feel safe for me? What will I need to create so I can safely take the time to take an action, so I can safely take the time to see what is best for me and that I'm not choosing from fear. And it really just requires a couple of minutes for you to be just be mindful. That's why mindfulness is so important. I'll discuss further on another episode. But when I, a lot of the times when I talk about mindfulness is to, again, stop from that autopilot that we are, reacting all the time based on fear and just pausing, creating a gap between the decision, the situation, creating a a gap, sometimes can be even seconds of a gap and say, okay, how do I want to act on this situation with this person instead of reacting? And we check in with ourselves, we create a safe space. So find, find your safe space within your mind or physically around you so you can take these decisions. And I hope that helps. So thank you so much for joining today. I'm going to create a Facebook private group so people can post their questions there. So people have asked me to create this group as they feel more comfortable to to post comments and questions in a private setting. So I will add the link below on the description of this episode and also on the description of the podcast. And now I'm going to close off with a quote. You are not lazy, unmotivated or stuck. After years of living your life in survival mode, you're exhausted. There is a difference.
by Nakeya Homer. I'll give you another one, actually. <laughs> the last one is just that it's good. The habits you created to survive will no longer serve you when it's time to thrive. Get out of survival mode. New habits, new life. Take care. Thank you.